I got into this because I'd had enough. I was fed up, but I got to put my words into action because I felt that at that moment when I spoke to the Board of Supervisors, there was millions of people listening. As I've sort of become a leader in this movement, I've realized that people want nothing more than to get on board to get their freedom back. If my voice gets heard and helps people, then this has all been well worth it. If my kids have a better America to live in, then this is absolutely worth it. I really don't like this stuff. I never wanted to be part of a production or a movie or, you know, I'd rather be out in the fields fighting somebody. This is the way that we fight. If this is the way that we inspire uh, people to move forward and, and to come on board with us, you know, for the win, then I'll be here. So. My fellow Americans. It is time to take our freedom back. Happy New Year. Yeah, heck yeah. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. 2022. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's got to be. Yep. Yep. It's got to be. Yeah. So what'd you guys, what'd you guys do for New Year's? Anything exciting? Went up and got stuck in my buddy's driveway at his place up in Viola in the snow. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody just kind of played in the snow off to the side. It was fun. But that was our New Year's day. We wanted to maybe go up Eskimo Hill, but it was, we knew it would be packed. So we oh, just yeah. pulled over in the snow and let everybody throw snowballs and have some fun but it was good it was good wife and i did a lot of reflection you know because it's been a crazy two years and it's feeling for us like it's slowing down a little bit to just kind of refine and think a little more clearly and have more time to talk so that was good chill christmas so that was really nice yeah we had the we had the rodeo for three nights in red bluff over new year's and and so our whole family was down there doing that every night and girls barrel racing during the day so it was it was fun good time good time with family yeah that's what it's about yeah but yeah i miss that i'd have come down and watch the girls that'd have been cool oh yeah yeah so it was it was good they had a they had huge crowds i mean people you know not a mask in sight and i mean people were just excited to be out doing stuff still yeah yeah cool so what what rodeo was that so that was the uh Pro Rodeo Cowboys Association California Circuit Finals. So it's the first time it's been up in Red Bluff since like 1980. It's usually down in Southern California, so it's kind of cool to have it up here. Yeah, SoCal's losing out, huh? Probably yeah, because they won't run a rodeo. <laughs> well, yeah, they probably probably wanted to do some weird vaccine Passport mandate thing or, or yeah, something. Yeah. So yeah, so they had to come up here to America to to have a good one, you know? Yeah, yeah. How about good. you, John? Oh, we just, uh, another blessed day with my family and, uh, we just, we hung out and we, we enjoy life every day that we have to enjoy it. So, um, we didn't really do anything extraordinarily. We just kind of hung out at the house. We went to Caldwell park and, um, you know, played some, 
uh, soccer and frisbee and threw the football around and nice yeah hung out at the house and just uh enjoyed it was kind of cold so we hung out inside part of the day too but uh nothing nothing too crazy just another great day to be alive yeah we try to celebrate every day so oh yeah well i did want to say just as a sidebar uh carlos isn't here today because as we speak right now he's in court uh with nathan pinkney uh trying to get his uh, restraining order removed and uh, and you know we all saw a lot of the evidence we took our turns going to court but uh, to me nathan's behavior that the night of the incident and beyond has proven beyond a reasonable doubt that he wasn't afraid of carlos or for his safety or that carlos was going to do something and uh the judge it's the same judge Interesting. That had the had the case so i would i mean i would be super surprised if they didn't remove it so that'll yeah. be we'll have more details on that though um afterwards maybe we can get carlos and Tolly get Tolly to come back and yeah. talk over that so yeah that'd be good but anyway what's on what's on tap today John? well i was uh my my wife was actually reading this article from action news and she got in there and commented and people were trying to beat up on her because uh they're like you didn't read the whole article but there's uh, so i just want to throw this uh this article up from action news you know basically it just says that uh most children that are hospitalized with covid19 are not vaccinated as the omicron variant surges through the u.s and you know i just wanted to point out the fact that they don't, they don't give you any links they don't give you any statistics they don't give you any facts they don't give you anything they just say this is what reality is and people you know believe that stuff so i kind of wanted to explain what being vaccinated on a statistic actually is and um, i don't think any of the kids are are fully vaccinated uh, statistically right now but it's just it's kind of interesting that they started rolling out the vaccines mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, you know, people are getting sick, you know, all of a sudden kids are getting sick, like, you know, left and right all of a sudden, um, you know, so go ahead and pull up that, that next, uh, the CDC um, uh, statistics on, or, or what you actually, what a fully vaccinated person actually is. Pull that up for me. Eli, and remind me, I want to, re- I want you to finish that, but just you guys help me remember. So my mind will be yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to touch on that headline and yeah. what's going on with that headline a little bit. So go ahead yeah. on that last, that action. Okay. News. But you finish your, your yeah. Your, so, your deal so this is all information I've pulled directly off of uh, the CDC. This is not something I saw on Facebook or something like that. You can go straight to the CDC website and a lot of you probably know this, but this is how they kind of, if you've got one vaccine. Okay. First of all, I want to talk about um, Pfizer is the only um, vaccine that's actually approved for children. So if you were getting the uh, Johnson & Johnson Janssen vaccine, um, you could get one dose and technically after two weeks, so on the 15th day, you would be technically fully vaccinated, but that isn't even available for the kids in the five to uh, 17 year old range. So only um, after two weeks after your second dose, are you actually vaccinated and not that they're giving you any of that data. Um, so you get your first vaccine, um, you're not vaccinated. 20 days later, you're not vaccinated. After you get your second dose, you're not vaccinated. 
So if you get sick after your second shot or after your first shot, if it's not, if it is before 15 days after your second shot, you are technically not vaccinated. So it's not like they get, so that just is kind of one of the ways that they, they play with those statistics to be, um, you know, in, in my opinion, they're being deceitful. Um, but a lot of people don't understand that. So I just wanted to point that out. Go ahead and uh, uh, show the next one that shows what vaccines are authorized, just to back up what I was saying um, on the children. Um, so vaccines that are authorized for 5 to 11-year-olds and 12 to 17-year-olds, it's, it's the Pfizer BioNTech. That's it. There's nothing else. So not until you got your second vaccine and 15 days after that are you, you technically uh, vaccinated. Right. But, Crazy. Wow. <clears throat> so that brings up another thought, and that's where I knew I might forget to get back to that headline, but one of the things, like you said, how they're manipulating the statistics, I I, I spent some hours on the, our time away um, going through what some doctors are saying, some of the charts, some of the statistics, and, and you know, I'm on a text thread with friends, and, you know, well, this this is the, these are the numbers of the people sick, vaccinated, unvaccinated, is how they're categorizing everything, right? That's the category that we're just constantly getting beat with. And the huge, huge issue there is, I'll quote Dr. Malone. He said, "It's a those statistics are a function of how many people are tested. That's it. So it does not tell the story. That's another angle why it's not telling the story. But what, what that means is, okay, look at all the people now that are required to be tested in all these different locations, whether it be for employment, whether it be to go to certain areas, it's all the unvaccinated. So if you test, you know, which we have on all these charts, you go to the county website, it is not accurate information because you are not getting how many tests were administered to vaccinated versus unvaccinated. So if you had, if you had 50 tests to vaccinated people and 50% of them were positive, you're at 25. If you have 100 tests for unvaccinated then and 50% were positive, but you don't know how many tests. All these, right. all these charts and data it's, it's just all it is showing you is a function of how many tests are being administered but we don't know that but we do know that there's a giant bias that is not being recorded well of testing the unvaccinated because you're considered the threat right which we know to be unfactual but beside that fact these numbers that we're all being forced to stare at categorizing our whole entire population into two categories the categories are blurred and we're not getting the major thing of how many tests were given to each category. We're not even getting that. And I thought that was genius wisdom. I'm like, man, I didn't even, I, I thought about that at one point when I really got into all the data. You've probably thought of it more because you're staring at data all the time. But I'm thinking, yeah, what the heck? Shasta County's saying all this. Well, yeah, if you're testing twice as many, you're going to see twice as many cases if it's equal across the whole entire population so it's just a mess well and the confusion point is huge and unless you're a retard you would have to admit that omicron is a blessing 
Yeah, it's really a, a lot of experts have said this shuts the door on the Delta, which was much more, uh, uh, you know, uh, dangerous to people as far as, um, you know, maybe dying or being, yeah. you know, oh, their absolutely. lungs scarred up and all these different um, really bad things, you know. So this is like, it's like a natural immunization because it's so contagious, but the symptoms are very mild. mild exactly. And it shuts the door on the, you know, Dr. Peter McCullough and all these experts from all over the world are saying, man, this Omicron is really a blessing. But yeah. the powers that be, instead of telling you, you know, hey, it's just a, a mild cold symptoms and stuff. Right. And of course, it, people who are on the verge of death are always, and especially these immune compromised people that have, you know, taken two, three vaccines. Now they're talking about a fourth one coming up here. Right. You know, they're definitely going to have, you know, initially they might have some protection from uh, yeah. this, but as time goes on, they're going to have, you know, less of an immune system. You know, when your body goes and has to neutralize all that graphene oxide, you're left with no antibodies and no natural exactly. protection, you know, against this stuff. But they should be saying, hey, it's a mild cold. This is a blessing. But instead, they're saying, you got to take another vaccine, another vaccine. That's the only it's answer all, to all this. It. Thing. Well, and they aren't giving any preventative, like we've been saying, sitting here saying the whole time no preventative treatment, no pre treatment, no nothing. Just, just wait at the hospital because you might, or at your home, and then go to the hospital. I mean, it's just terrible. Hey, Whoa. can you pull up the second to last link since we were talking about, uh, you know, Lonnie was talking about testing and everything because um, on, after, so as of two days ago on the first, um, the, the PCR test is no good. And the CDC, this is straight off the CDC website, and they're saying that the PCR test doesn't work officially on the CDC. And literally this whole pandemic or scandemic has been based off of a bunk test that yeah. they're now admitting. And, but yeah. nobody, why isn't anybody talking about this in mainstream news and says, well, you know what? All these tests are bunk. And the inventor of the PCR test, okay? You uh, said that months ago, though. Well, he died in August of 2019, but he did uh, uh, come out and was saying, uh, I forget his name, his first name's Kerry. Um, it's a guy, but he's, his first name's Kerry. I can't remember his last name off the top of my head, but the inventor of the PCR test says you cannot use this to test for coronaviruses. And he talked about the different cycles, whether it was 28 cycles or right. ramped up to uh, right. the, the CDC and the NIH was recommending 35 to 40 cycles, which will pick up any genetic material and and give a, a, a false positive. I mean, maybe it's accurate. Maybe it's depending on the person. I mean, we've had world leaders from all over. I mean, test llamas, test papayas, test Pepsi, test, you know, and you're, they're getting positive tests because it's amplifying any kind of uh, material. Yeah. Maybe in Pepsi, it's it's positive because it's picking up on the abortive fetus cells. And maybe it is. So anyways, uh, this is right off the CDC. I just, I mean, I literally put this together uh, this morning. Maybe it was last night. I can't remember. Uh but anyway, so after December 31st, 2021, the CDC will withdraw the request to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for emergency use authorization of the CDC 2019 novel coronavirus real-time RT-PCR diagnostic panel. As the, uh, the SA uh, first introduced in February 2020 for detection of SARS-CoV-2 only. I mean, long story short is you can go straight to the CDC and look this stuff up. But as of today, as of two days ago, the PCR test is bunk. They say it doesn't work. You can go in there, look it up on the CDC, you know, yourself. Well, and at the same time, we've been talking about for a while that the VAERS reports, um, the numbers are 
are really, really low. They say that really only like five to 10% of, uh, of cases of vaccine injury are actually reported to VAERS. Well, look at this. This is a whistleblower came by and gave this to me. This is an email to the head of the hospital in Siskiyou County from OSHA, okay? There's no denying this. So I'm just going to, uh, how much time we got? I have time. It's only, it's only about a minute long, but it says OSHA as well as other federal agencies are working uh, diligently to encourage COVID-19 vaccinations. OSHA does not wish to have any appearance of discouraging uh, workers from receiving the COVID-19 vaccination and also does not wish to de-incentivize employers vaccination efforts. Now listen to this. As a result, OSHA will not enforce 29 CFR 1904's uh, recording requirements to require any employees to record uh, workers side effects from the COVID-19 vaccination, at least through May of 2022. So they, they told them don't report it. Yep. They told that this guy resigned from his position because he said, Hey, I'm not going to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've, we've, we've thought that was going on. I mean, we right. were already sure, but now we actually have evidence. Of right. It. So I thought that was, a that's big huge. Deal. Well, yeah. and there's a ton of manipulation like that going on in the background. And when you add it all up, that's when you get this mixed messaging or poor statistics or, or all these different pressures pushing on it. But you got something else too. Oh, I was, uh, well, I was going to interject on what you guys were talking about right there. And I was going to say, um, over 200,000 people have died within 30 days of getting, um, vaccinated. So that's kind of, I, you can't really say, oh, they were all, you know, died from the vaccine, but that's, that's a huge number. I mean, that's an eyebrow raising, uh, uh, deal right there. So over 200,000 people have died within 30 days of getting a vaccination yeah. and that that is that's wild man that's that's a lot of people and and you're absolutely right about the VAERS um you know uh uh data being reported because it takes a doctor a doctor has to fill it out and it takes a half hour to hour for each uh each event that you're going to report and if you mess up anywhere in there it kicks you back to the beginning of it and you got to start all over and I mean, how many doctors do you know, I mean, th- that have the time to forever, you know, if you've, there's doctors who say they've had a thousand, uh, you know, instances, uh, adverse reactions, you know, some of these people have, there's people, the clinics that have 30,000 patients, you know what I mean? And the doctor is going to have to sit there and, you know, report on a, a thousand of those. Nobody's got that kind of time, especially a doctor. They're so busy. I mean, they Plus, I think have, they're afraid too. I think they're afraid absolutely. to get that reputation of. Well, they're going after their licensure. You right. know, they've kind of weaponized the licensing body for physicians to where yeah. they're they're afraid they've been beat back to not say anything. And yeah. that's why we're seeing, I think, very few of them jump into the fight. There's those that will be that bold and maybe be the one to stick their head up and then get whack a mold, you know. But as this time goes on, we're now two years in, you know, more and more information's coming out where more and more feel like they can step forward. Right. Can you and, can and you pull really the fourth good. one up, Eli? Sorry, I was in. No, go ahead. I know you're moving on your stuff. Well, you stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy. And I, I, you know, I thought, well, maybe the new year won't go over the COVID stuff as much, you know, in here, but it's just still such a huge issue 
you know, globally, how do you not, how do you not address this thing more and more, you know, because as they ramp it up, it just, it, it gets more and more. Look at the, there's. Well, I think the evidence is just becoming so overwhelming. I don't know how with a straight face, you know, yeah. that they keep pushing it. Well, I and mean, that's what just, I want to get into about that so, first article, but keep going on. Your, so they just uh, kicked uh, Robert Malone off of Twitter and yeah. they, they basically yeah. canceled him and, and he's starting to step up and, you know, he, he's just, uh, he called himself, you know, he said it himself that he's been red pilled and everything. And he's starting to realize there's an agenda behind this. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's been coming out and speaking the truth and now he's been canceled and, you know, it's just, it's pretty wild that we have, um, you know, Sesame street is, is pushing vaccines mm -hmm. and they get a, they get a platform, you know, uh, all over the place. They get this huge platform, but then the inventor, of the mRNA technology, he owns the first nine patents on this. He actually gets paid for the vaccines, and he's coming out telling the truth, saying, "Hey, you know what? This might not be a good idea. Don't vaccinate your children. Don't, you know." He's saying there, there's like an agenda behind this, and so I just thought I thought this was a funny meme because <laughs> it's like we, you, we we're supposed to trust Sesame Street, but we can't listen to the guy that invented the yeah. technology. Yeah. Well, and he, and he's not even saying that the the technology is bad. He's saying that this vaccination Absolutely. doesn't work. Right. He says it's a flop. People, I can tell you right now that I had four guys in my shop Saturday sitting right in front of me. All four of them were fully vaccinated. One of them, his whole family had went on a trip. There was like seven or eight of them fully vaccinated. Every single one of them all got COVID. Yeah. So it just doesn't work. And that's what he was saying. He said there's some really neat aspects of that technology where, like he used the example of cystic fibrosis, where you just are short, like one gene in your lung. Right. That you could you could select that and add that to them and they would be cured. Right. I mean, there's some cool oh, absolutely. things along with it, but he's just saying that this vaccine is just a flop, the flop of the century. So. Yeah. Yeah. So here's uh, some more stuff, and and what, yeah, I mean, so now they're just making is that it, real, or did someone th no, else this make that? No, this is real. No, this is real. This is real stuff, dude. They're trying to program. Uh, it's gonna make me vomit. They're though. trying I mean, to program us to just get used to kids. Kids, okay, look, and they they started adding tromethamine to the children's, and I brought that up before, but now we have Sesame Street saying Elmo, you know making it seem normal that kids are just going to be getting heart attacks now. And if you can't read between the lines on this, they added heart attack medication to the vaccinations for the five to 11 year olds, yeah. you know, and you got to look at the programming anyways, this is just, it's pretty wild. You know, we, we no, can't that's listen horrible right there. You know, yeah. that's where we need to go to get our information though is, is uh, Sesame, Sesame street. street. Yeah. I know that's, that's frustrating right well, there. Well, That should be frustrating to everybody because they're going after the kids. Yeah. And they're normalizing something for the kids that never in history has been normalized to that level. No vaccine. It's all been informed consent because we have the Nuremberg codes to fall back on. So it's just insanity. And you've got to, you know, parents have got to filter that for their kids right now. Yeah. Nuremberg's getting brought up more and more. Oh, yeah. I People mean, are starting to realize what that is. And yep. Yep, they're starting to read up on that and go, wait, why did, oh, oh okay, we hung a bunch of people. and I loved it that the John heck? put the hangings up here last week. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, oh, you know, yeah. the, the thing about that that everybody needs to realize, too, it wasn't just doctors they were hanging that day. No. I mean, it was members of the media that were covering it up. There was a lot 
There's a yeah. lot to so, it. So let's hear what the inventor of the mRNA technology has to say about vaccinating your kids. Here's a warning from the inventor of mRNA gene therapy technology, Robert Malone. My name is Robert Malone. I'm a physician and a scientist, but more importantly, I'm a father and a grandfather. I don't usually read from a prepared speech, but this is so important that I wanted to make sure that I got every single word and fact, scientific fact, correct. I stand by this statement with a career dedicated to vaccine research and development. I'm vaccinated for COVID and I'm generally pro-vaccination. I've devoted my entire career to developing safe and effective ways to prevent and treat infectious diseases. After this, I'll be posting the text of this statement so that you can share it with your friends and family. Here's the thing. Before you inject your child, a decision that is irreversible, I wanted to let you know the scientific facts about this genetic vaccine, which is based on the RNA vaccine technology I created. There are three main issues that parents need to understand before they take this irrevocable decision. The first is that a viral gene will be injected into your parents' cells. This gene forces your child's body to make toxic spike proteins. These proteins often cause permanent damage in children's critical organs. These organs include their brain and nervous system, their heart and blood vessels, including blood clots, their reproductive system, and most importantly, this vaccine can trigger fundamental changes to their immune system. The most alarming point about this is that once these damages have occurred, they are irreparable. They cannot be reversed. You can't fix the lesions within their brains. You cannot repair heart tissue scarring. You cannot repair a genetically reset immune system. And this vaccine can cause reproductive damage that could affect future generations of your family. The second thing you need to know is about the fact that this novel technology has not been adequately tested. We need at least five years of testing and research before we can really understand the risks associated with this new technology. The harms and risk from new medicines often become revealed many years later. I ask you, to ask yourself as a fellow parent if you want your child to be part of the most radical experiment in human history. One final point. The reason they're giving you to vaccinate your child is a lie. Your children represent no danger to their parents or grandparents. It's actually the opposite. Their immunity after getting COVID is critical to save your family, if not the world, from this disease. 
Finally, in summary, there's no benefit for your children or your family to be vaccinating your children against the small risks of the virus, given the known health risks of the vaccine that as a parent, you and your children may have to live with for the rest of your lives. The risk-benefit analysis is not even close with this vaccine for children. As a parent and grandparent, my strong recommendation to you is to resist and fight to protect your children. Wow. So they're always saying, uh, you know, listen to the experts, you know what I mean? And, And listen to the science and... You know, I mean, I think if you're going to listen to anybody, you got to listen to to the person that invented something. You know, and it's just it's it just blows. It doesn't blow my mind because I know how things work, but it's pretty wild that we live in a world where somebody, the expert on this technology, is totally canceled and and can't get his voice out there except for on alternative platforms. And then we have you know politicians and and people that got no business telling us what is right or wrong. Uh, that have no understanding. They just say, this is what it is without anything, you know, to back it up. They just, you know, they say it over and over. We got people in the news saying, you know, this, the unvaccinated or get your vaccine is good for you. You know what I mean? And, but they don't tell you why they don't show you the studies. They don't show you why they just say it over and over and over again, you know, and that just, it's just, if you're going to listen to anybody, listen to the guy that invented this, you know? Oh yeah. And I think that's a good segue into what I want to touch on. It might go over, you know, our 30 minute mark, but it's massively important because it touches on where the three of us can sit here and be just dumbfounded how you cannot consider the expert. You can't see the lies in that. You can't interpret these statistics. So the, the thinkers on the other side of it, not the vaccine side of it, that are going, what is happening mental health lies to this 30 or so percent of the U.S. population, possibly the world, that are just blindly following it. And government officials that are also doing the same with these mandates and other things. And they the those experts are saying it's mass psychosis, which is dicey, right? Because no one you tell anybody you're a psycho, they're going to resist you immediately, but it's truthful. And those of us that are not under the hip, hypnotism it is of what's going on it are are standing here going what the heck is going on so so there comes the the sticking point for all of us patriots where we have to go okay we need to make a move here how do we communicate to somebody that's literally been hypnotized now for two years because that article you read the headline that tells you enough but it does to 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 this is how you're supposed to think omicron's going to flood the population Good. that's all you read and you're going well where did you get that right if you're critically thinking, but if you're under that, in that 30%, that's just believing the headlines, you got to shake them, do something, right? Sometimes all of us get fired up. We want to just go fight them and beat it into them, but it's not effective. So how are we going to bridge this? We haven't got to try yet, but. Yeah, well, it, I mean, all of us, the, you know, we get labeled here because we're willing to go there if yeah. that's what it takes, but that's not what we're doing right now and hasn't been our heart the whole time. And it's trying to bridge that and trying to get these people to get some critical thought dripping into their mind. So you do a drip campaign. And I've said it before on this podcast, my family was that I had to, 
you know, I already had trust and rapport. So then it was, watch this, watch this. Now watch this guy. Now this is what he says about COVID. Oh, what? He makes complete sense over here. But then for me to just say he doesn't make sense over here, that would be complete irrational, total cognitive dissonance, no way of being, you're not getting, right? So that you walk people into that a little bit. But if you just bonk them with it, it's not working. So to reverse this psychosis, if you, I did a little bit of looking into hypnosis and there's, they've, they've estimated around 15% of people are super susceptible. So then you have, that makes sense, right? If we're talking about 30% right now, they're just falling for mainstream media. And we're waiting for mainstream media to pick this stuff up and they're not. They're, they actually put policy in place of the trusted news initiative that will say anything that might, memes, everything, it's listed, that might make people re reluctant to a vaccine, kill it. That came out. So we're waiting for something that's not gonna happen. So how are we gonna do it? And and even that doctor we just featured is gonna be back to relationship. What we've been talking about here, talking to your family, talking to your friends, those difficult conversations. That's how we're gonna bridge this psychosis because that's the thing we're up, that's what we're up against. We're not up against, the, the, yeah, we're up against this whole giant machine, but if we change them one by one, now we're moving the whole ship, we're turning them. And, and it's a slight pivot, slight pivot. And then you go a year down the road and you're in a total different location. One compass degree, right? And you're in a total different location. It's a slow boat. It's a slow boat. And, and so th that's where I just found that nugget in recognition of that and then going, okay, this cognitive dissonance is huge. And it's almost worse than those that are more educated because all a huge portion of their lives have been invested in the educational systems, the medical systems, all these place things that are in place that they've gone, I've invested everything in that. I can't turn on that. It's like real I mean, you're asking. Well, how a could big how thing. could they think about a doctor that has a, a lot of patients that's been encouraging them all to get vaccinated? Right. How does that guy come to a point? Even though he may come to find out that that he was wrong. Right. I mean, he would be done. And a lot of them, that there's going to be a percentage that will just never. They won't. They won't. But I do think there is that percentage. When they hear a guy like Malone. Yep. And when they hear a guy like Peter McCullough, and these guys are experts. They're, yeah. the, top, they're the top people in the world. And so, you know, there comes a point. Hey, listen, this is how simple it is. Okay. This thing, no matter what else you believe, is ninety nine point eight percent survivable. Right. That should be enough for that me should not be enough. to get real weird about right. like wearing masks everywhere and getting vaccinated. But mm -hmm. you, you know, why wouldn't that be enough for you? Right. I just so, don't get so, that. So our battle now is that psychosis because you have so many people that the fear mongering, as they call it now, fear porn. It's a great. It's addictive. It, it is causing people to act weird. You're just living in this tension, anxiety point, and none of it gets put to bed other than what these news articles have been pumping to you. Well, just do this. Just mask. Just stay home. Just vaccinate. And it, none of it's working. And their modeling sucks. Millions were supposed to drop dead. Their yeah. modeling sucks. We're all supposed to have Omicron right now. Omicron symptoms are, don't hospitalize people. Right. In the field, they're saying, no, we're still fighting Delta. But the news campaign is Omicron. Right. And now we're talking about it as a blessing, but we're not even through Delta yet. So it's just because they're just going off models, the same models that our governor wouldn't disclose that are a complete mess, that millions are supposed to keel over to stay home. It, it's lie after lie, but we have a huge portion that are focused. And now, you know, I'm going to 
say it publicly here. I'm going to push hard for Shasta County to get off vaccinated or not. It's just a stupid line to be holding. That's the only thing we're going to consider. We have too much evidence, too many studies of all the misleading stuff that we should be moving towards preventative and having, if we're going to put government dollars towards something, it should be that. When has prevention not been better than cures, right? It's always been the thing. And so we have to start pulling that from every single thing is vaccinated, not vaccinated. I don't care the percentage anymore. Right. What are we doing preventatively as a population? Because it's the only thing that's working where countries, areas of India have wiped it out. And they, ha- they, they did it for dosages that are under a penny per dose. Right. So what are we doing? Shasta County Health and Human Services, you show me where you're getting your information immediately. When I see vaccinated, not vaccinated, without any testing numbers, all these different things, you're fully in line with this agenda. And what's going to come on this back end is this Nuremberg code that's hanging right now over all these people's heads. And they're just not looking at that like they won't look at the other things. So all these people coercing, it's illegal. I so was these just following orders ain't going to cut it. No. No. 100% not going to cut it. Our county dollars that are funding campaigns to push vaccines and showing these statistics could easily be fought by a lawyer as evidence for coercion for a vaccine, which is against the Nuremberg codes. So who's going to be on the? Who's going to be liable here? Well, I know it's going to be no one in this room. No. So these this arc. I'm going to be at the front row of the hangings, though. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I mean, it's going and it's going to come. Employers yeah. pushing it. We've been saying it here. If well, you're going to you push that vaccine, <laughs> what do you be the guy? Pulling? I mean, uh, it's just crazy. So anyway, I just had to touch on that today because it's been killing me. It's like we've got to address this thing of the fixed mindset on just following what's said. And, and another thing that is, is a cautionary point within it is to get people to understand it, they have to kind of dethrone, if you will, the FDA and the CDC, right? Which then, then we have to be careful when we talk to those people and try and use those same things we're trying to dethrone as their proof. Right. So you have to find these certain angles and be very articulate of saying, well, don't, yeah, the CDC has been infiltrated. They're bad. The FDA is not pushing Pfizer's hands to show proof. All those other components, but then you can't say, look, see, it's hard because we want to say, look, now they're even saying it. But wait, that's the person I didn't want you to trust, but now I want you to trust. So it takes that depth, and it's very granular, granular, excuse me, to explain it and get people to pivot. It well, my, can't be just blanket stuff. The, the guy who gave me that email, yeah. he just retired from the pharmaceutical business after 35 years wholly because of the cdc and the direction they've gone and the power they've been given he said these guys are off the hook man and we got to get we got to rein them in you know he Mm -hmm. goes i'm i just can't do it anymore so he 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 turned and and walked walked away from it these these pharmaceutical industries got handed trillions of dollars to uh create these uh gene produce these gene therapy uh uh vaccines, I guess, if you want to call it that. I mean, Congress changed the definition of a vaccine um, right before 2020 to include mRNA gene therapy technology, which technically was not a vaccine until right before the pandemic. What a coincidence. But anyways, so uh, uh, they were given the money to produce these. Then they get to keep all the profits. They don't have to pay any of the money back and they don't have to be held liable for 
any right. adverse reactions. It's like, what if somebody told you, we're going to give you all this money to start a business. You get to keep all the profit. You don't have to pay any of the money back. And if you hurt somebody, you, you can't get in trouble. I mean, that sounds like a pretty sweet freaking deal. I mean, if you're an evil person, because a good person wouldn't, right. I mean, shoot, I, I'm not saying if somebody offered to buy me a business and I didn't have to pay him back and then, uh, I got to keep all the profit. That sounds good, but I, I don't want to be, you know, uh, yeah. responsible for hurting anybody. And if I did, I would, I would want to be held accountable because that when, um, you know, I, I just, I want to stay on the right side of things. Um, so let's pull up that, uh, uh, the second to the last one on the, oh, I'm sorry. It's the, uh, third from the last one on the remdesivir. So I, I was wondering why do these hospitals only push? And this is off of CMS.gov. This is all government websites. Okay. Um, this is not some stuff I saw on a post. This is my own research here, right off of government websites, okay? So this is cms.gov. You can look this stuff up yourself. Just type in 20% kickback for remdesivir, okay? So this is how the hospitals go in and apply their codes to get uh, kickbacks for using certain protocols. So, you know, here uh, we have uh, Shasta Regional... Uh, medical center and then you have mercy which what do they call mercy now they call it something else dignity dignity health i always knew it as mercy but um the only protocol available to us here at our hospitals is remdesivir they don't have ivermectin they don't use hydroxychloroquine they don't use any of these other uh, uh nih approved protocols and you know, and I talked to, uh, you know, a friend of mine, he's a nurse at Dignity. And I said, Hey man, you know, there's, there's a uh, whole countries that have used ivermectin, like India, you know, look into it. There's uh, doctors have treated thousands of people, you know, and, and the hydroxychloroquine and look at these studies and, you know, he's going, and I'm like going, you guys only, you use remdesivir. And he goes, well, we don't even have ivermectin. It's like remdesivir is the only protocol. That's what we use. People who have uh, COVID they're just, you know, whatever happens, happens, there's nothing you can do. And I'm like, but if there's doctors who've treated thousands of people with hundred percent success, you got to look at that. And if you guys just keep doing the thing that doesn't work, like I don't, that's the definition of crazy is repeat doing the same thing over and over and expecting, you know, a, di a different result. And, um, he's like, you know what? He's like, I don't make any decisions. So I don't really look into any of that stuff. And that's as far as it went, you know, okay, well, not everybody's got as much spine as others, but um, it really bugged me that remdesivir is the only protocol that they use here at the local hospitals. And, and I, so I started digging into it and trying to figure it out. Well, I found out that they get a 20% kickback for using remdesivir. So say, uh, you know, you get 13,000 for a COVID positive patient. If you use a PCR test to, uh, identify that you also get a 20% increase of the total bill. So, and this is through the cares act. Okay. Uh, the NCTAP claims are those that are eligible for the 20% add on payment under section 3710 of the cares act. Okay. So you can look this stuff right on cms.gov. Okay. Uh, so you can see, um, the first one is the ICD-10CM diagnosis code. Oh, no, no, no. Go back. Go back down. Yeah, right there. Stay there. That's fine. Uh, yeah, right there. So um, that's that's about the PCR test. So you get a 20% add-on. I really wanted to fo focus. Well, 
which I don't even know if that's accurate anymore because they said that the PCR test isn't any good. So maybe that was only accurate until two days ago. I did this research about a week and a half ago. Um, then you see right under there, there's the code. You use that ICD-10-PCS. That's the code that the hospital uses to get a 20% bonus on top of the full payment. So if you're getting 13,000 for a patient that gets on COVID, then you get another 26,000 for putting them on a ventilator, then you get another 13,000 if they die. Well, you can get another 20% on top of that for uh, for using remdesivir. So that 50,000 turns into 60,000, you know, and, and I just think this is a total conflict of inf- interest. It, it, it's bribery. The, the side effects are shutting the kidneys down, creating fluid in the lungs. And, you know, people... The only way you can get any other protocol, which they don't even have any of the the other therapeutic drugs in in stock, um, you have to go and get a court order. And by that time, I mean you know whatever's going to happen is is going to happen most likely. Yeah. So I just want to. Most people didn't know that. I just want to point it out. They get a twenty percent kickback. So if you're wondering why your loved ones only have that option, that is why because they're getting a twenty percent kickback. And if you work at the hospitals, start asking questions. You know, start pushing back and say why. Why are you guys doing this? You know, I heard you guys get a 20% kickback and print the paperwork out and say, look, I, I know that's what it is, you know? And and I think that uh, it's going to take just regular people, um, you know, raising these questions and and put people on the spot. Yeah. Tell them about the Nuremberg Code. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Because yeah. cause people need to, really, what side of history are you going to be on, right. you know? And um, what was the last thing? Oh, uh, back to wearing masks. We we're talking about wearing masks. Um, go ahead and pull that last article up that I gave you. Um, so there is a penis shrinking chemical in masks. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Um, so anyways, it's called phthalate. It's spelled really weird, but it's pronounced phthalate. I've always and thought that you had to have a shrinking penis to want to wear a mask i'm only average so i i didn't i really don't want to go negative from that so that's really why i don't like wearing uh <laughs> negatives yeah so uh chemical that causes penises to shrink found in face masks okay you can look that up this is on the national file um patrick cowley he's a great guy does a lot of uh, he's a great uh, journalist um you can look this up i mean dr sorry Shanna for- swan a professor including the penis shrinking Phthalates. Phthalates. That's how you pronounce. No, phthalate. Sorry, it's phthalate. Phthalate is well, how you say this, it. This was worth going on past the time limit. Sorry about that, Eli and Dustin. But so not only is the is the uh, the the particulates shrinkage. not only is the particulates much smaller than the actual mesh of the 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 masks and not only do they not fit very well and it goes everywhere not only does it uh diminish your immune system from from lack of oxygen and breathing in your own viruses and not only does it create um all kinds of they've tested masks on these kids and and they're forcing these kids to wear the masks that don't work and diminish their immune system and they got all kinds of funky stuff growing on it i mean they've, they've tested these things in labs on top of that they're shrinking their penises okay okay this is not okay yeah so this is why nathan pinkney can wear women's pants now because he wears a mask (laughs) everywhere so that's what happened that's why he's wearing those tights (laughs) maybe you save money on underwear okay (laughs) i got i got there's a picture of biden there 
Tell me you didn't laugh when he said, let's go, Brandon. I oh, agree. Yeah. Oh, that was great. Oh, that when was a gift. Told, that that not, was a yeah. gift, dude. That, that guy. And he and that went so viral. I, I agree. Mean, let's yeah. go, Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, and he also has a shrinking penis, too, because he well, wears a mask everywhere. Yep, yeah. All the time. Yeah. It's good to know. Not to that. Oh, all right. okay. They're looking it up right now. They're going to play it for us. <laughs> they can't, they they can't help play. it. Yeah, they can't help it. Oh, the Associated Press something, huh? Wow. Okay. Yeah, if you didn't hear this, listeners, um, if you're not watching, this was uh, Biden right here when uh, well, I forget the guy's name called in and baited him. Yeah, from a guy from a, Oregon. A Merry Christmas yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Penelope. Oh man. Well, Penelope, she she's only two, so I think she'd be happy oh. with just about eight. Oh, that's great. Well, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful that you have a two-year-old. Well, well, have a Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful Christmas. And by the way, you guys have to be in bed by Merry 9 o'clock, you know, and asleep between 9 and 12 or he doesn't show up. This isn't to you, Jared. This is to the kids. <laughs> that's right. Jared, that's right. That was his name. Well, I hope you have a wonderful hey, Christmas. Well, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Oh, Merry Christmas you. and let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah. Hey, by the way. See, I watched that clip right ten times in a row. It. That's a good closer. Yeah, that's, that's a, a great closer. <laughs> hey, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Right. Um, you know, look us up, Patriot State of Mind. You can find us on Facebook. It will probably, this will be banned. But uh, YouTube, that will probably be banned. You can find us on Rumble. Um, what other platforms? Spotify, Spotify. Apple Podcasts. Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcasts. Um, we uh, mountaintopmedia.com here pretty soon. We we had to refigure some things out because um, Vimeo decided that they were just gonna like not let us use their stuff. They just kicked all our stuff off. I guess we we talk about stuff that's not supposed to be talked about. But we're I think on the seventeenth they're gonna be able to find all this stuff on mountaintopmedia.com again. And you know uh, support us. Go and. This is expensive to to try to get this the word out there and support the red, white, and blueprint. Thursday um, night we have Dr. Jeffrey Barkey. I was and he's say, he's really good. Look him up. Um, yeah. But the guy's a patriot and he's super sharp. He's been on Newsmax. You can check him out on the Stinchfield Show. And yeah. looking forward to having him having him on. So yeah. share us. Thank you. Hit the like button. Yeah. Thank you so much. <laughs>